Head on over to jointhenerdclan.com to get all kinds of great bonus material from extras from Blake and myself, whether it's Blake's Book Club, which you're covering Voyager right now in the Outlander series, our Keep Calm and Crown On podcast about the crown on Netflix, or even our bonus After Doc podcast episodes. There's a ton that you don't want to miss out on on the Nerd Clan. So if you want to support an independently produced podcast just like this one, or myself and Blake uh, Media, or Mary and Blake Media in general, if we bring you Lumos in the time of Knox, then head on over to jointhenerdclan.com and can be, become part of the best community on the interwebs. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners, and let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. And welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And there is no better Hufflepuff than Cedric Diggory. None. That He's the only Hufflepuff that matters. You need to watch those words. I'm just saying. Because I disagree. He's the only Hufflepuff that matters. No. Uh, I can't think of any other Professor Hufflepuff. Professor Sprout? Eh, irrelevant. Oh my gosh. Irrelevant. Doesn't move the needle. You're like swearing right now, so just watch your mouth, all right? Just watch your mouth, or else there will be a grim defeat inside this household tonight. Oh, someone's sleeping on the couch. You. Ain't gonna be me. Hey. (laughs) I get up to the bed at first. You're the one that finishes the podcast recording. If you throw some puff shade around, oh. Oh. I'm lock that door. This, of course, <laughs> is the chapter number nine in Prisoner of Azkaban, the Grim Defeat. And I wanted to read you this little bit. Headmaster, it was Snape. Harry kept quite still, listening hard. The whole of the third floor has been searched. He's not there. And Filch has done the dungeons. Nothing there either. What about the astronomy tower? Professor Trelawney's room, the Owlry? All searched. Very well, Severus. I didn't really expect Black to linger. Have you any theory on how he got in, Professor? asked Snape. Harry raised his head very slightly off his arms to free his other ear. Many, Severus, each of them as unlikely as the next. Harry opened his eyes a fraction and squinted up to where they stood. Dumbledore's back was to him, but he could see Percy's face, wrapped with attention, and Snape's profile, which looked angry. You remember the conversation we had, Headmaster, just before um, the start of term? And Snape, who was barely opening his lips as though trying to block Percy out of the conversation. I do, Severus, said Dumbledore, and there was something like warning in his voice. It seems almost impossible that Blake could have uh, Blake, Blake, yeah. <laughs> Black could have entered the school without inside help. I did express my concerns when you appointed. I do not believe a single person inside this castle would have helped Black enter it. Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Single person, eh? Uh, Especially considering what comes of the later half of this book, which is when we get some more information, which is eh, very interesting for Mm. for that uh, fantastic read, even though you included me 
It's because I love you so much, Blake. (laughs) Yeah, right. I just need to drop your name in there as uh, a convict running away from Azkaban. It's because you burn for me. I burn for you. (laughs) That's a shout out to all of our Bridgerton fans Yes, yes. And note, if you haven't checked out our Bridgerton with Mary and Blake podcast and you've enjoyed Bridgerton on Netflix, go check it out now. It's in your favorite podcatcher of choice. But before we do that, you can actually find everything that Blake and I do on social media just by searching Mary and Blake. You can head to maryandblake.com to find all of our podcasts and blogs. And we want to welcome those of you who are on Facebook to join our Mary and Blake community. Just honestly search Mary and Blake and you will see the group. And if you're not on Facebook, we are still on Instagram. And I got to tell you, Blake's Blake Chard is in charge of most of our Instagram feed. You're you're doing some awesome stuff oh, there. It's on fire. It is. It's flames. Shout out to all our IG friends tuning in right now. We got Kelly and Pamela and Abigail and Camilla and Georgie. Everyone, if you're joining us live, throw up some emojis to let us know what house you're in. Okay? Yes, absolutely. That's that's what makes it fun. All right, you ready to get into the show, Marvin? I sure am. Let's do it. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. So all the students get to have a big old sleepover. <laughs> Wonder what else happened in that great hall in those purple sleeping bags. No teachers. Seriously, it was just Percy and the head girl. Yeah. You don't think anybody got a little yeah. frisky? You, well, you tell me, Percy and Penelope oh, didn't didn't. <laughs> the, oh, Percy get her done? would Percy would not. Percy is uh, Percy is on his A game right yeah. now. Maybe he was feeling rebellious. Family, this is a family friendly podcast. Anyway, so they're all <laughs> over there for the great uh, the great hall. Quidditch practice is continuing to go on, um, and sadly, it has to be between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Uh, the Defense Against the Dark Arts class is taken over by Snape, and he wants to teach the kids all about werewolves. So she's like at the end of the book, so it's really well mm-hmm. weird because mm-hmm. Professor Lupin isn't feeling good. Um, Peeves wakes up Harry and is just a bother. Dude, and, super creep, by the right? way. Blowing, Blowing in his ear. Blowing in his ear. Like, get out of and here. And then during the Quidditch match, Harry sees the Grim, the big shaggy dog, while a lightning strikes. And all the Dementors like, try to suck all the happiness out of Harry, and he hears this woman's voice, and he ends up in the hospital wing, and his broom is broken. <laughs> a lot happens in this chapter. And it's all within a very short amount of time. But it's just a terrible yep. day. Terrible time for Harry. I'm on Burgundy? Oh, no. Nothing, Jon Snow. Sorry. Have to go back. It's okay. Just unplug it. Just unplug it. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. We're good now. This, our, 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 my soundboard has been acting very funny lately. <laughs> so hopefully we're good now. Yeah, there you go. It just when I, Whenever I hit a button, it just decides to play all of my sounds all at once. It's all good, baby. So we're going to try it again to so, see what happens. So we start things off and we where we left with the fat lady, uh, her portrait being ripped, and this is why all the kids have to sleep in the Great Hall is all of the teachers need to go and like scour the grounds to see if Sirius Black is still here. Yes. Yep. And we get to hear that little conversation between Dumbledore and Snape that I read in the beginning of this episode. Actually, you know, before we get into the, the whole podcast of it all, I do want to call out uh, 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 someone who's watching us live right now, Karen Hope. She is finally worked up the courage to post for the first time Woo-hoo! a Ravenclaw from Philly. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome, Welcome to the party. There you go. I'll just give I'm that. On oh no, it's doing it's it doing again. again Blake, I'm gonna have to. You know what? I'm we have to go back, Kate. We do have to go back, Kate. <laughs> We're gonna. Oh I'm gonna have to figure this out. This <gasps> oh is not gonna work for gracious. me today. No, you're just gonna have to be sound free. It's uh, the way to be. Well, the problem is, 
it has all of our <laughs> closeout music and everything on it too. So okay, so this of course we're by now we're in the school year somewhere around November. It's after Halloween because Halloween was when, oh yeah it is it's like November first because they ripped uh, Sirius Black ripped the fat lady's portrait on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Sir Cadogan takes over the royal duty of making sure that he can guard the Gryffindor entrance, and we in this family love Sir Cadogan. Well, you guys do, because I find him a tad annoying, Tra- changing all the passwords. Oh, he takes this so seriously. Trying to duel people. Who's worse, Cadogan or Peeves? That's the, that's the question. Peeves. Peeves' creep level went up. <laughs> like, his creep level went up to at least a nine and a half yeah. out of ten. It, it was pretty bad. Blowing at a 13-year-old boy's ear. Get Four out. in the morning. What are Ooh. you doing, dude? Like... You got you got you got some problems. That would freak me out to wake up to a ghost in my ear. You think? Yeah. Nope. All set. If you if I woke up to you blowing in my ear, I'd be like, "What? What are you doing? <laughs> We're married." You know, like I don't know. Just I, I just got so freaked out with that. You know who was freaked out? Hermione Granger. That's still it's her third year. None of her friends seem to read Hogwarts a history. Okay, she's sitting in the Great Hall. They're snuggled in their squishy purple sleeping bags. And everyone's like, maybe he can apparate. How did he get through? Maybe he could have flown in. She says, honestly, am I only person who's ever bothered to read Hogwarts history? Mm-hmm. Probably, says Ron White. Because the castle's protected by more than walls. There's all sorts of enchantments to stop people from entering by stealth. You can't just apparate in here. So all these different things. Plus they have the Dementors. But yeah, Hermione is just so over people. <laughs> She's, yeah, she's like, done. you guys know nothing. Like, what is going on with my classmates? <laughs> and then we do. We have this conversation between Dumbledore and Severus. Of course, we know that Severus is talking about Professor Lupin. Severus and Lupin went to school together. Yeah. Uh, this is spoiler time for our friends who haven't read this. But you do find out that Severus, uh, Snape, Remus Lupin, and Sirius Black all went to school together along with James Potter and Lily Potter. And Lupin and Severus, uh, and Sirius were chumps. They were in Gryffindor together. They were best friends. So Snape is saying to Dumbledore, I told you in the beginning of school year, you probably shouldn't hire Remus Lupin. Right. Especially knowing his affliction, let's just say. And... How nefarious is Snape being here with his lessons and being especially it just is it is it to warn the students that there is a werewolf in their presence like but in a subtle way or is it really to have them oh just understand or like in a in a not so on those way tell them you better be afraid of this guy I mean, part of me feels like this is payback. So once again, spoiler, Lupin is a werewolf. Yes. And that is why he is currently ill. He's just having some werewolf issues. That is why he had to drink the potion from Snape to help him with his werewolf-ishnish. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's weird because of course, this is kind of how Hermione eventually pieces together that that Remus Lupin is a werewolf is because of what she's learned through her studies and through being reminded with Snape. Um, 
But also, you know, Remus Lupin, like that stuff happened at the beginning of the school year with the Bogart and Neville thinking of Snape and Snape getting dressed up in Neville's grandmother's outfit. And here's Snape. And he finally has a chance to kind of get back at Lupin. And mind you, they seem to have a pretty cordial relationship. I mean, he is making him this difficult potion. Yeah. But part of me just thinks that this is his little way of like, I'm going to get back at you so that when you come back to the classroom and you say, so... Would you guys? Did you guys learn about hinky puffs? And they say <laughs> no. He actually learned about werewolves. He's gonna be like, oh, oh. okay, yeah. We're gonna have to take yeah, care of that. I was gonna <laughs> skip that chapter. <laughs> um, so, but is it is Snape being some somewhat like? Um, is he being somewhat informative for the sake of being informative? Like, okay, if this happens, and if this guy's around, and all of a sudden he wakes up feeling a little furry. Is it so that they have a better understanding and maybe a better understanding of how to defend themselves? Yeah. Like, is there really like a an actual uh, genuine move here to help the kids? I would say, if anything, it's two birds, one stone. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, it's a win-win for Snape. It it ain't going to hurt either way. Yeah, he's like, if Remus decides to bite a kid, they'll know a little bit more about what to do. But if he doesn't desert, decide to bite a kid, he's still going to have a shock when he comes back to the classroom right. and he knows that the kids opened up to 394. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when uh, you brought up Hermione in the history of Hogwarts, Mary, I, I do love uh, one of our listeners here. Oh, yeah. Jennifer says Hermione's TED Talks make my day. I totally agree, Jennifer. They, they do. Uh, but she says a couple of things here that are really important. She says that nobody can just apparate into Hogwarts, which Correct. we know is not true. I mean, unless you're Dumbledore. Unless you're Dumbledore. Just <laughs> There are perks of being the headmaster yeah. and the most powerful wizard of all time. Yeah. She also says that there are a bunch of charms and enchantments that protect the school. Yes. Which we do know is true. Uh, and she says that disguises won't fool Dementors. That's not true. It can't be true because Sirius Black has entered the school. Yeah, but I, he, I don't think he like passed by a Dementor. Yeah, but he had to have. But at he did some when point. he left Azkaban. Yeah, but... like, like I also thought about that too. Yeah. Sirius Black escapes Azkaban. Yes. The Dementors guard Azkaban. Yeah, and they were just like, hey, dog. Yeah. So is it really appropriate for the people who let who let Sirius Black escape Azkaban come guard Hogwarts? Wouldn't you feel like, you know what? We should probably rethink, didn't do rethink our process on this one. Yeah. Just, you know, just some self-reflection. We might want to get some aurors. <laughs> just, just mix it up. Mix, you had a good effort. Yeah. Good try. But, you know, we may need reinforcements. And you're a little creepy. <laughs> you're a little creepy while you're at it. So perhaps we should just give it another try. See something else. Some, maybe go serve some ice cream over in uh, in uh, Diagon Alley. I don't know. But hey. Can't sit here. Nope. <laughs> nope. A lot of time is spent on Quidditch, which, of course, you know, being a fan of Harry Potter is one of the best things when you get to watch the movies and see it all come to life. But, you know, we, we know that this is one of Harry's passions. This is one of the things that he looks the most forward to. It is Oliver Wood's last year, and this is very serious. Mm-hmm. And Harry's at first told that he can't play Quidditch while the hunt for Sirius Black is going on. Yes. And McGonagall tells him, like, this isn't safe. And then Harry... Harry knows that McGonagall 
loves Quidditch. That McGonagall herself played Quidditch. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I know how to work this broad. I got this. <laughs> we, got, we got this taken care of. <laughs> so he's like, really, McGonagall? Like, can't someone watch me? Don't you want us to finally win the Quidditch Cup? I know. And she's like, oh, uh... I do. <laughs> It's Madame Hooch's happy hour at that time, yeah. but... You know, she might be a little in the haze from the bourbon that she's been pounding. If she can bring the... a, a sippy cup, she'll be fine. She'll <laughs> she be fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll talk to her. Yeah. So he ends up being able to practice after all, which is quite exciting for him, of course. Yes. And then they find out that they're not playing the Slytherins. Draco Malfoy, who's now had an injured arm for two months. It's yeah. November at this point. Right. Can't play. And really, it's because this terrible storm has rolled in and yep. he just doesn't want to play in the bad weather. Instead, they're going to play Hufflepuff with their brand new captain. Oh, the, Cedric the dashing Cedric Diggory. And this is... Uh, a great way to introduce Cedric Diggory mm-hmm. because it allows you as the reader to understand that he is, he's handsome. Yes. He's dashing. Yes. And he's also a fair play guy. He's mm-hmm. a fair play guy. He wants everything to be okay. He's such a freaking Hufflepuff. He's so good. He's such a Hufflepuff. And not only that, he's good. He's good at what he does. And it is a, not a faux but just someone that Harry is certainly intimidated by. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I yeah. like that Harry at this point so far is very low. And I don't think that it is a coincidence that Harry is at his lowest point when we're probably just short of halfway through this book. We are just short. And, you know, with the way that the structure of this book is working, um, you know, we're going to get into as soon as, you know, the next chapter hits or the next couple of chapters. I mean, we're going to get the Marauder's Map mm-hmm. uh, next chapter. Oh, it's boom, boom, and boom. And that's when here. everything changes. As yeah. soon as the Marauder's Map enters the, the, the fray, the whole story changes. But right now we get to talk about Quidditch. Yes. And what I find quite interesting is, A, they don't have, like, backup players for anyone mm-hmm. ne- most importantly a seeker you know you can't end the game without a seeker so are you telling right. me that with draco with his her arm they don't have like the jv team they don't have a backup i guess they don't apparently they don't um the other thing that's pretty cool is that they train based upon who they're playing quite like like real professional sports do i mean i'll be honest i never trained like that in high school i was never like oh this team plays this way actually my volleyball team did because my volleyball team was good my field <laughs> hockey team they were just like good luck like yeah. hit the ball but volleyball team I remember my captains would go to other games in their spare time Mm -hmm. to see the competitors like the top we were like all state champs so they would like go yeah they would go and they would watch these people's moves and they would be like okay this girl she always you know spikes it to the left like and they would come in and tell us this stuff. And I was like, what? how do you have this much time? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Like, okay, so for Ponagansett School, we have to do, we have to go, okay, all right, we're going to do this. So that's probably what Wood would do. Right. Wood is Quidditch all day, every day. Yeah, that's when he's thing. not in class or training his team, he is on the pitch watching everybody he's because that's film. how he knows. He's like, Cedric's got a mean swerve. He's doing, he's, he does. <laughs> and he's dreamy. And he is dreamy. He is. He's so dreamy. I kind of wish, I understand why in the film he was not introduced. 
I kind of wish he was. And I kind of want Robert Pattinson to have been Cedric Diggory in the third movie. Just to have like a cameo. Yes. You know? I feel like that would have been a fun way to introduce him, especially knowing his role in the fourth Agreed. book and in the fourth film. But Agreed. that's just me. That's just my nerd wish, I suppose. We spent some time in the Defense Against the Dark Arts, which as we talked about in the previous chapter, is the best subject ever. Until Snape starts teaching it. Yeah. Because <laughs> then it's a problem. And this was so conflicting to read because we know that Professor Snape has wanted this position forever. Right. He's really wanted this position and he finally gets to do it for a day. I got to tell you, for anyone who's not a teacher, being a substitute teacher in a school where you're already a teacher, has some pluses and minuses to it. Plus, you already know all the kids, so you're not just like a substitute teacher that was called in for the day. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows all these kids. He's like, oh my God, Hermione. Like, I just had you in potions yesterday, and you didn't raise your hand then that either. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So you know the kids, you already have a relationship with them. But the problem is, is that you lose all your spare time. So even though Snape is pumped about this, I feel like he's kind of like, oh, this is my planning period. <laughs> I don't know. I think Snape's in on it. I think he's in on it because he gets to tweak Lupin. Oh, yeah. And he gets to tweak the kids. And he, and he gets to call Hermione names. <laughs> it's an unsuffering, unsufferable know-it-all or whatever oh, it was. And then the class stands up for her. The class who, like, right. everyone has called her an insufferable know-it-all. They all stand behind her. And Ron even stands up and he's like, what's wrong with you, man? Mm -hmm. Like, you asked a question. She answered said question. And Ron gets detention from Snape. And it's the worst detention. He has to clean out the bedpans, a.k.a. the poop and pee catchers. Yeah, not great, Bob. Without magic. Not great. No. Uh, I'm going to try the soundboard again. Ready? Not great, Bob. Yes, it works. It works. All right. Victoria on Facebook suggested I do a restart of my iPad, and it worked. All right. Thank you, Victoria. Appreciate that. We get to your favorite moment of the chapter. Oh, Peeves. What are we doing, guy? Oh, he's the worst. Like, it, I just feel violated for Harry even just reading it. It, it, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's wicked early in the morning, and he just he has his game later, and he's like, fine, I guess I'll go do something and he stumbles over Crookshanks who's like just messing around still trying to murder Scabbis <laughs> his murder game else. his or murder game is 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 <laughs> that too like my Instagram feed is on fire <laughs> Harry says like you know I reckon Ron was right about you there are plenty of mice around this place go and chase them go on leave Scabbers alone yeah. Harry actually grabbed Crookshanks by the end of his bushy tail and dragged him outside yep Oof. no thank you <laughs> good old Crookshanks Harry again goes, again yeah. I think the best red herring of this book mm. Crookshanks just still like Harry just happens to see Crookshanks chasing around all this stuff and, he, and he's like it just as a reader, if you're not, if you're reading this book for the first time, you have to think something is up with Crookshanks. Something is up with Crookshanks. I know, but but more than that. More than what? More than the fact that Crookshanks is Kniesel, or more the more than the fact that Crookshanks knows that that Scab is is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, like there's Crookshanks some... is also telling Sirius what's going on. You forgot that part. I'm just saying. Okay, like, you know, it, it's just a red herring. It's a something. It's a something. Yes. Um, and then we, of course, have our breakfast, and we head on over to the Quidditch pitch. 
where the description of this terrible storm and the <laughs> amount of mud that is flecked all around these players is absolutely amazing. It gets so dark that Harry actually thinks it is nighttime. They're losing. Harry gets, uh, Hermione puts on this really cool uh, spell. Yep. Uh, the, the, the glasses. So that way his glasses don't fog up. Yeah, yeah. Can we please have that? It is 2021 and my glasses still fog up. Anyone who wears glasses right now, you if you don't wear glasses, you don't understand how big of a pita it is to wear a mask and glasses. Right. Okay, it's one thing to like go from a hot place to a cool place or like if your kids have swimming lessons and you have to go to like a warm, moist pool environment. I got to take off her glasses for a little bit. Wearing a mask and glasses right now. It's like a dance. You have to shove the the mask under your glasses and like shove it far up your nose and then move your glasses down a little bit so you're kind of like a librarian. So that way the air is not hitting the glasses or you have to like maneuver. It's hellacious. Hellacious. (laughs) (laughs) So we go back and of course Harry has a situation Hold on, before you yeah. get into that, before you get into that, I just want to, again, yeah. my favorite part of the, my favorite part of this podcast is reading the author's words. Yes. And I just want to call out how this is written. Harry rose fast, but his nimbus was swerving slightly with the wind. He held it as steady as he could and turned, squinting into the rain. Within five minutes, Harry was soaked to his skin and frozen, hardly able to see his teammates, let alone the tiny snitch. He flew backwards and forwards across the pitch, past blurred red and yellow shapes with no idea of what was happening in the rest of the game. He couldn't hear the commentary over the wind. The crowd was hidden beneath the sea of cloaks and battered umbrellas. Twice, Harry came very close to being unseated by a bludger. His vision was so clouded by the rain on his glasses... He hadn't seen them coming. He lost track of time. It was getting hotter and hotter to hold his broom straight. The sky was getting darker, as though the night had decided to come early. Twice, Harry nearly hit another player without knowing whether it was a teammate or an opponent. Everyone was now so wet and the rain was so thick, he could hardly tell them apart. I love the way that this was written. You get a real, true uh, sense like I, I'm reading it and I'm I'm like cold. Storms like this aren't frequent, you know what I mean. But we've all been through a storm like this. Maybe we're in our house. Maybe we were driving through it. Maybe you were caught in it on your way to catch the subway or something. We've all we all know what this feels like. It feels terrible, mm-hmm. and then you can't see, and you're kind of stressed out and worried. Goodness me! <laughs> and then the Dementors. Start coming. And Harry doesn't even know it's necessarily Dementors. Right. I don't know if you want to read that next bit. Um, Yeah, I got it right here. But something odd was happening. An eerie silence was falling across the stadium. The wind, though as strong as ever, was forgetting to roar. It was as though someone had turned off the sound. As though Harry had gone suddenly deaf. What was going on? First of all, by the way, small break. Love the fact that Harry earlier in a in a it was deafening, couldn't hear anything, couldn't mm-hmm. hear Madame Hooch, couldn't hear the fact that there was a timeout called, couldn't see, couldn't do a thing. He gets his eyes fixed with the glasses by yep. Hermione, sees sees the shadow of the black dog, and it's of course not a coincidence that she fixes glasses. He she helps his vision, she helps him see. 
the truth of what is happening around him, and then suddenly the Dementors come and he can't hear a thing. Just as effective as the writing was for the audible nature of what Mm -hmm. uh, he was going through during the storm, this is just as effective in the opposite way. And then a horribly familiar wave of cold swept over him inside him just as he became aware of something moving on the pitch below. Before he'd had time to think, Harry had taken his eyes off the snitch and looked down. At least a hundred Dementors, their hidden faces pointing up at him, were standing below. It was though freezing water was rising in his chest, cutting at his insides, and then he heard it again. Someone was screaming, screaming inside his head, a woman. Not Harry, not Harry, please not Harry. Stand aside, you silly girl. Stand aside now. Numbing, swirling white mist was filling Harry's brain. What was he doing? Why was he flying? He needed to help her. She was going to die. She was going to be murdered. He was falling, falling through the icy mist. Not Harry, please have mercy, have mercy. A shrill voice was laughing. The woman was screaming, and Harry knew no more. So right there, we get to hear Voldemort asking Lily to stand aside. Right. His promise to Snape. Right. That he, 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 he kind of okay, does Okay, I won't it. kill your girlfriend. Right, sure. If, yeah. I'm asking you, like, stand aside. Right. Come on, I just want your baby. And I, I love, though, too, the author, whenever she references Dementors... She's consistently referencing water, mm-hmm. always. The, the, the icy water that was filling up in Harry's chest. It, it was cutting him. The icy flecks were cutting him. Such just an awesome way. Because, you know, when you're in, in, you're in water, you can drown and it fills you and it, and it suffocates you. Just like depression, just like these Dementors, just like the feeling that you get mm-hmm. of no, this dread, especially for someone like Harry with this vague, hazy memory of a scream and a couple of words. Ugh. Love it, love it, love it. It's wild. He then, of course, wakes up to find out that they lost the Quidditch match. Dumbledore had run in and sprayed some silvery stuff all over the place, which we know is a Patronus. Now, it says silvery stuff. There is no animal necessarily listed. Mm -hmm. I bet it's just because it's blurry and it's raining and Hermione doesn't even know most likely what a Patronus is at this point, Um, even though that's vague because she knows everything. And then, uh, yeah, his broom is broken. So he's lost the game. His Nimbus 2000 is smattered. A hundred Dementors just sucked any happiness out of his heart. (laughs) Yeah, this is the lowest he's been. Uh, I would, I wouldn't, uh, I, I would, when I say that it's the lowest he's been ever, probably not. I mean, it's close. I mean, we had this, we had this talk earlier. He goes through a dark time every year, as do we all. Yeah, but this is pretty dark, man. This is really dark. I mean, he loses the game. He loses the match. It's his first Quidditch match that he didn't win. Right. That he didn't get the snitch for. And he, he breaks his Nimbus 2000. But at least uh, his glasses were okay because of Hermione's um, spell. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Very true. Um, I don't know. It's an interest. It's an interesting place for Harry to be um, in this aspect of the book because we, you know, we've in terms of the story itself, there's been such a slow build, like but an efficient build. It's like better than Chamber of Secrets, where Chamber of Secrets just felt like oh, it was a drag. But this one felt this this it's build going, going. feels important. It feels important because Harry 
they're focusing on the kid Harry as opposed to the, the wizard Harry, um, as we've talked about in previous episodes. But we're in a place now where he is at low at the beginning of the book. He seems to get a rise, and then he is once again quite low. And not only that, there's a real danger afoot, at least mm-hmm. to what his belief is and to what the, most of the school's belief is. Sirius Black is coming after him specifically. And it's not just some teacher at the school. It's not a basilisk. It's not Tom Riddle. It's someone who's coming out that's from outside the school wanting to murder, straight up murder, Harry Potter. And the way that he handles that with with, uh, McGonagall, you know, she's ready to tell him. She's ready to tell him, which nobody's told him all year. Heck, Dumbledore hasn't even told him this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just have to tell you. You know, Black got into the school. I have to do this. And he's like, it's all good. I know Sirius Black's coming to get me. (laughs) I overheard Mr. Weasley say, I'm fine, McGonagall. I'm Mm -hmm. fine. And she has this kind of look of like pity and shock and just, you know, like, here I was thinking I was doing the wrong thing. It's it's once again, she's probably like, phew, I didn't break my promise. I didn't tell Harry. Um, But also he just kind of takes it like a champ. Another interesting thing that happens here too is... (sighs) The Dementors have been told to not go near the student body. Don't go near them. Mm-hmm. Don't come into the school grounds. Don't like. Don't do anything other than just protect the school and watch out for Sirius Black. That's all I need you to do. Yet, as soon as there is one inkling of these feelings, and there and there's one instance of maybe something happening. Uh, in this book, they're right on it. And they are around everybody, and it affects Harry Potter in a way that is definitely not a positive one. Mm -hmm. It just makes you wonder about the decision to bring the Dementors to the school, number one. And then how much control do you think you have over the Dementors? Like, they've been told, don't come near here. Yet they say, yeah, screw it, we're going to do it anyway. We're just gonna we're gonna yeah. go and we're, we're and, just hungry, so we're gonna go eat some happiness because right. there's a lot of it here. And I just feel like it's like it's just such a poor decision. Yeah, <laughs> such Agreed. a poor decision. You know what I mean? Agreed. Uh, you got anything else to say that you uh, have for this chapter? No, I Marvin? mean that was really it. I think so too. You ready for some? Uh, different perspective? Sure. All right. I uh, want to let you know, guys, of course, that the Different Perspective is brought to you by the Mary and Blake store. If you're watching us live, here is our advertisement right here uh, up on the screen above. Of course, go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com to get all of your great nerd merch, whether it is the shirt that I am wearing or the one that Mary is wearing or, in fact, uh, a ton of other Bridgerton shirts uh, uh, Harry Potter shirts, This Is Us shirts, Outlander cast shirts. I mean, we got things, all this random sayings and musings that Mary and I have. Go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com and help support this independent little podcast. Buy some merch, get out there and and, uh, and have some fun with it. And be a nerd and, and, and wave your flag while you're at it at the same time. Show your Mary and Blake pride. Please. So that is that. Go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com to check out all of those great items there. All right, let's get her done. Holy cricket, you're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger. And you are? Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? Oh my god, you're ready. Do it. Oh no, no, I'm not ready. I just I'm just saying, what do you want me to do? Go for do you, it. You, you do go it. For you it? do it. I have somebody for you. Oh, what do you got? 
Cedric Digger. That's who I was going to be. Oh my God, this yes. is why we're married. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, Cedric. Yeah. You know, I, I've had it with Potter. Switch. I've had nope, it. You failed. You failed how already. I, how do I fail? He's, okay, you know what? What house is Cedric in, Blake? You no, know what? No, 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 somebody else. No, it's my you time. You failed Hi. Cedric. No. Fine. Okay. It's, it's some, Go for it, it. It, it's, this is subconscious stuff. This, this, the, I'm not saying, listen, my attitude towards everybody in this, uh, in the school. Great. I'm a great guy. I'm a happy guy. I'm the one. I'm the one saying, you know what? Maybe we should have a rematch. Maybe we should. You want to know why? You want to know why I'm saying that? Why? Because Cedric. I know we're not going to have one. I, I know. I already want it. It's my time. Hey, Potter with his, his scar. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He, Gryffindor is O for a billion. They're O for a billion. And it's now Hufflepuff's time to win the match. You think I'm a nice guy? I'm going to play that card. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to win. I'm going to show that everybody. I'm going to show everybody that I'm better. I'm better looking, and I'm a better wizard, and I'm a better Quidditch player, and I'm a better seeker. It's 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 my time. The rain ain't going to stop me. The, these these dementors not going to stop me. It's 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 all to my advantage. I am the man. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to say that. Because I'm Cedric Diggory. You see all them girls? They were laughing. They were giggling when, when I came up. I know they were. You are failing so much. How am I failing? Because the Hufflepuff Cedric Diggory would mm. not be saying this. No, I feel like he would be. You want to no, know why? Because you're a Slytherin. I feel like he would be. No. No, because it's my, it's my, it's, it's my time. It's my time to shine. Everybody's been talking about, about Potter. Everybody's been talking about him. It's my time. <laughs> no, you don't think so? No. Why not? Hey, guys. It's me, Cedric. Oh, fine. <laughs> no, I won't even do it because I'll just come back one day later as Cedric. I just need no, to no, say- No, no, no. Just do it. People, just no, do it. No, I can't. I can't. I will maybe one day later, but I just got to say, Blake, I think that you would be a great Slytherin and you would be a great Gryffindor. Fine, you know what? I'm not going to do different perspectives ever again. No, not I just do don't it. think you should do a Hufflepuff. <laughs> okay, you know what I should do as a Hufflepuff? What? <laughs> no, I don't even want to know. You know what? Tell everybody which is what's on the floor of our living room. Uh, a bed. Yeah, and guess who's sleeping there tonight? <laughs> Puff hater. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff, and nobody cares. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Everyone's saying, everyone's saying, no, Blake, Cedric wouldn't be like that. You Thank want to you. know why everyone's saying that? Why? Because it's an illusion. No, it's not. It's an illusion. The sorting hat can read your heart. I've seen Cedric. And the way that he just, in the fourth movie with, with uh, Robert Pattinson, he just kind of hops off that tree. And he just like, he's got that aura about him that he, he thinks he don't stink. No, he does not. He does a little bit. No, he does not. Does a little oh bit. Oh my gosh, can we move on? Because I'm about to get mad. <laughs> Cedric, Caitlin I think, says, Cedric would be like, great game, let's go get a snack and a yes, puff. Yes, seriously. Cedric would be just like, win or lose, this is a great time. I am so proud of my team. And he would have actually been prepping his puffs. He would have been like, listen guys, I know we weren't ready to play this week. 
I know, but you know what? We're going to give it our all. And the weather's tough, but we're hearty. We're hearty Hufflepuffs. That's probably their phrase. There's your t-shirt for the week. Hearty Hufflepuffs. Hearty Hufflepuffs, okay? And a little little rain isn't going to bother us. And yes, you know what? I know you're all freaking out about Harry Potter, but as your captain and as your seeker, Uh I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best, guys. And who knows? I may actually get that snitch. It okay? may happen. It guys. may happen. You know, I've been practicing some new moves, and and let's do this. Let's let's give it our all. Everyone who's expecting Gryffindor and Slytherin, you know, everybody's bored. They're gonna come to this game, and they're gonna want to cheer for us. So let's go, Puffs. And then he goes, and at that timeout, he's like, "Guys, I think I have a chance." Like Harry, he can't see. <laughs> so this may be it, Puffs. Our hardiness is gonna win. Did- and then he gets the snitch. And he's so proud. And you know his dad. His dad's in that stance. That's my boy! (laughs) You know? You know? And then he gets the stitch. He's so proud. He turns around and sees Harry Potter flying. And he tries so dearly. He says, guys, that wasn't fair. That wasn't fair. We can can do it again. You you want to know what the problem is? You want to know what the problem is? You? No, it's not me. It's that it ain't interesting. It's nothing interesting there. That's why nobody cares about Hufflepuff. Okay, um, let's move on because <laughs> I will continue to get upset. Okay, is there an email? Yes, we do have an email. You ready to get to it? Uh-huh. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Miles head. Oh, man, this is good. You know why I wanted to do Cedric? You don't want to know why I did that? No. It's because... <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you anyway. I know. It's because I like needle and all the puffs. And I'm a puff at heart. I like needling them. I like. I gotta move the needle somehow. I, I gotta like, like. I gotta get a rise out of you guys somehow. When I grow up, I want to be a puff. <laughs> I'm just total Gryffindor, but one day I'll be a puff. I feel like we need the Michael Scott quote right now. It's like I hate everything you choose to be. <laughs> Why are you the way you are? Yeah, yeah, that's my life. Oh wow, look at that, Rachel. Just ask that. Why are you the way you are, Blake? Perfect. Because. Why not? All right, Blake. What's right, the, our email? The first one comes from Lacey. Actually, it's it's the only email that we have in particular. Uh, she says, "Hi, Mary and Blake. Uh, if you could be an animagus, what animal would you be?" Lacey says that she would be a golden doodle, which is interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. A golden. I would not have thought to be a golden duty. Gold. Golden doodle. <laughs> golden duty. <laughs> How about you, Marvin? What do you? Uh, what would you be as if you were an animagus? Oh, like, gosh. like, do you have a choice to be what you are as an animagus? Um, you can influence it slightly by strong emotions. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, like, so- um, Tonks's Patronus changes when she falls in love with Remus Lupin, for example. Right, but we're talking about being an animagus. Oh, sorry, animagus. I'm thinking Patronus. Oh, can you choose your animagus? I don't think so. Let's find out. I don't think you can. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay. Can you if I was an animagus, what would I want to be? I think I'd want to be a cat. I think I'd be a cat. Well, that's the thing. Like, do you have to be? Uh, you I mean, cannot a- choose your animagus animal, but realistically, an animagus is close linked to your personality. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, so I I think I'd like to be a cat because there's a lot of cats in the world and like probably no one would notice me and it's small enough that I can slink around and do what I want. I'd be really good at jumping. 
I can see at night. Oh, so it's it's reasonable then that uh, that Wormtail, that Peter Pettigrew, is a rat because he is a rat. Yeah, he's a little freaking rat. Welcome to Harry Potter, Blake. No, I know, but you, when you start <laughs> when you start putting these things together, yes, and yes. You, you realize that you that yes. you, if it, it suits your personality, yes. then yeah, you get it. Okay, that makes sense. I get it now. I get it. He's a rat. He sucks. Yes. Uh, So you'd be a cat, huh? Mm -hmm. Because you like to sleep. You like to walk around. Yep. You like to eat. You like to to graze. Yeah. Yeah. I think a cat would be good for you. I agree. I think I'd be a bear. It'd be really hard to get around, Blake. Yeah. Well, see, that's the question. Do you have to be like like a regular animal? (laughs) Do you have to be a domesticized animal? I don't know. Or can you just be any animal? You can be any animal. So there you go, Blake. You can be a bear. Let's see how that gets you in life. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm a little cranky oh, sometimes. Man, I really want to sneak out of Hogwarts. Maybe no one will notice me if I change into my animagus form. It's going to be like the scene from Brave. <laughs> <laughs> Where you like freeze and you pretend to be a stuffed one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why oh, not? Oh my goodness. I think gracious. I'd be a bear. Okay. Why not? Go for it, Blake. Yeah. You, are you going to bear shame me now? No. You're not going to bear shame me? I'm already puff shaming you. <laughs> Puffy. Okay. <sighs> All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, now the listener questions time. Of course, for those of you who are uh, joining us live, now is the time to have your questions for us. In any of the comments that you put in, if you have a question, please do put a... Lightning bolt emoji. Before the question, so that way we know it is a question or something that you would like us to see in the comments. That way we get a chance to notice it. Let's see what we have going for us first, shall we? If I find my mouse. Uh, a listener had reached out earlier this week and had asked, how would have things been different if Harry was a girl? Oh. And maybe looked like Lily instead of looking like James. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think um, Snape would have treated him differently? 100%. Her. Oh, yeah, her. Sorry. Uh, treated her differently? If Harry was actually, what's a girl version of Harry? Harriet. Okay, Harriet Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and, and looked like Lily, I think Snape would have completely treated Harriet differently. I think he would have kept her under his wing. I think he would have really taken his job of like, I'm going to protect this child and make sure no ill will comes to them. Um, It would have made their entire Hogwarts experience different. That being said, part of me wonders if what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, if Harry having this animosity against Snape and kind of having always this kind of Nancy Drew-like attitude, like, ooh, something sneaky's going around, even though it wasn't necessarily Snape, helped Harry become stronger so he could face the challenges ahead. That had he just been giving everything on a silver platter, maybe he wouldn't have been strong enough. Yeah, I would say if it was Harriet Potter... We're probably not reading Harriet Potter. There's probably not a story there. I mean, what else would change? Harriet Potter would be still really a cool Gryffindor. No, no, no. I I agree. Snape would have been a little different. And that's what I'm saying. The 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 issue is is that Snape is such a driver of the plot for Harry. Harry's um. Harry's 
motivation throughout most of this series is what the hell Snape up to? Yes. And why is that? Because Snape gives him shade immediately. Yes. Because he looks like James and he knows that he's James Potter's kid and he knows that he's Lily Potter's kid. And, you know, James got Lily killed because James was a dink. And it, at least according to Snape, right? So he's got this immediate I animosity. Mean, Snape got Lily killed, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew got Lily killed. And like, and, but like, why was. Voldemort even there because of this kid because of Snape because Snape told him right but it's because oh, you're of looking this for kid. a baby born in July I know of a baby born in July right but uh, that's what I'm saying like it's because of this kid if it wasn't for this kid there wouldn't have even been any of that to begin with there wouldn't have been anything just Voldemort would have just kept going on doing his own thing you just went like really deep and I kind of got lost I was just saying what if Harry was a girl <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's all good. So there was our little our little adventure into the what if world. Um, uh, and Victoria thank you. says, "Well, sadly, the author chose and also Harry, so that all the gender kids would read it uh, without feeling it was for uh, for yes, ladies. Only. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So fair enough. Well, thank you all so much for submitting questions, um, and I." I'm excited. I'm excited to keep delving into it. it gets It gets really, really fun here. Um, yeah, when we get to the middle one. of the story here, uh, and we get we, we finally get to I think what might be the coolest magical item I think of the whole series, which is the Marauders map. Oh, 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 cool. Would you agree with that, or do you think there are cooler? I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I have a hard time choosing things in Harry Potter. <sighs> Interesting. All right. Uh, Yeah. You ready to close it out? Yes. Let's do it, shall we? Thank you all so much for tuning in. We said it before, and we'll say it again. Sharing is caring. If this podcast has brought joy to your life, we would love it if you did us a favor and shared it with a friend. You can even screenshot the app right now and put it in your stories and tag us at Marianne Blake Media and let your friends know they can find us there. There are loads and loads and loads of Potter friends who, particularly now in a time of knocks, may be looking for a little Lumos in their life. So please take a moment and share it. Even if you don't share the live podcast, um, just know that sharing is caring. And do know that you can go to jointhenerdclan.com to get all the great benefits that we have there, including uh, bonus podcasts, premium episodes of the podcasts that we do, and uh, the, the community itself. Uh, the community at the Nerd Clan is growing, and it is becoming more and more vibrant each passing day. There's some great conversations happening over there. So if you want to be part of that community and join in on the fun that's, that's there and talk about all the great cool nerd crap that we do join the nerdclan.com is for you so that's that on that note my name's Mary my name is not Cedric Diggory mischief managed (laughs) 